Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Awkward Silences. Today, I'm here with Roberta. She's back uh, for our second installment of Tacos and Tide Pods, in which we share the good and uh, not so good things in, in life, work and research and otherwise. JH is here too. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Doing well. Awesome. We're trying a new platform. We've got video, maybe, um, depending on how this goes. Uh, so let's jump into it. Uh, Roberta, give us a taco or a Tide Pod. Let's start. Yeah, I'll go with the taco. Um, the research team at User Interviews has been rolling out like our research repository over the last few months. And it just feels like over the last few weeks, everything has come together. Um, so that's been really exciting. We're doing like reporting for the team, for JH's team, a number of the PMs. Um, yeah, and it's like such a beast. I had no idea how much repositories, <laughs> like how much work it was going into it initially. Um, lots of lessons learned too. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you, I heard a stat yesterday in our monthly product pulse about the number of insights in this piece of repository. I can't remember the number, but it was... It's a lot. A lot. Yeah. 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 It's like 15,000. Um, yeah. Each week I log on and it's like another thousand or another 2,000. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, really quickly yeah. growing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been impressive. It's been super helpful. I know the team, as we've started to get it in there and have it categorized, my team's been, you know, working with your team more and more. So it's been really cool to see that pay off because yeah. to your point, it is a lot of work to get to that milestone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to start using it too. Um, what do our users think about what, what came up the other day? What do our, PII, that was the yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I can envision you using it, Erin, already because we have a lot of uh, personas in there that you can look by. So, yeah, I'm that's excited. always my first. Well, who said it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. I know what they said, but up. who said it? Yeah, so that's very exciting. We got it for awesome. you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, very excited for the repository. I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot more in the future, sure. too. JH, what do you got? What's your taco? I'll do a taco on making sure that you're like setting up the right process or frameworks, depending on the type of work you're doing. I think a revelation mm -hmm. we've had um, on the product side, and I think this applies to research as well, is, you know, we have four core product teams right now working on d very different sorts of problems and areas. And we've sort of had a one size fits all uh, approach around how we do outcomes and, and kind of set goals and, and hold the teams accountable. And I think what we've learned is just that depending on the work we're doing, that can feel a little off. And so we've been having some conversations around how we can keep the same spirit of being like outcome focused and give the teams a lot of, you know, in ownership and empowerment over what they do, but maybe tweak the approach and, and play with their duration or play with some different types of um, goals, depending on the type of work we're doing and, and how we approach it. So um, we haven't fully figured that out yet, but I think it's a good reminder that in research and product work, it's, it's rarely one size fits all. And um, it's been, a, I think, a good reflection for us as a team to, to have those conversations. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, like goals are so important, which is why I think we want to spend so much time setting them, right? But then you feel these moments of like, oh, are we spending too much time working about work? And like, and you get back to basics, just like, what are we doing to move our objectives forward? And like, how do we measure that somehow? And then it, then it seems simpler for a moment. And then you try to calibrate and get it all to fit cross-functionally. And then it gets more complicated again, but it is, uh, it's a process. Yeah. And for our business, we just have, you know, we're a pretty high volume business and we have lots of quant data. And so there's some things we can set that are very like measurable and they're kind of like an optimization problem. And you, you make investments, mm -hmm. you run experiments, mm -hmm. you see it move and, and you chase what's working. 
Uh, other things are much more like experiential of like, oh, we need to improve mm -hmm. numerous things about this experience before we probably see the payoff of like much higher adoption or, or better usage. And so how do you deal with that lag and, and make sure that the team has a way to, to know that they're making the right investments and moving forward? And um, it's been it's been fun to think through that. How yeah, about you, Aaron? What do you got? Uh, PTO. I am here to <laughs> PSA PTO. Uh, take your PTO. I've been telling telling everyone on my team. Uh got someone out for two weeks now i'm going out for three weeks in two weeks week and a half who's counting um so it's important it's been a long two years with the pandemic and i think uh taking vacation is healthy um i've been at these interviews almost five years and i don't think i've taken more than like a week off so i'm very very excited to just really unplug and turn 40 in italy nice oh i didn't realize the birthday was part of it that's fun oh yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very well deserved. We'll anytime you do a vacation, <laughs> yeah. Anytime you do a vacation that's more than one week, it just feels so different. Like a week mm -hmm. vacation is very good, but when you get into like two weeks, I've only done I've done one three week vacation, and and then a previous job I had a sabbatical that was uh, ended up being close to five weeks. But um, yeah, yeah. I once you get I'll, over the week, it's crazy. I'll be a little itchy at first. You know, it takes a couple of days to like get off that Slack email dopamine hit and just <laughs> enjoy swimming instead. But I think. I think I'll survive. I think I'll get there. So very cool. PTO, take it. Uh, Tide Pods. Who's got a Tide Pod? <laughs> I can go. Um, it's like it's end of quarter. There's planning going on. It's just a lot all happening. And yesterday morning, the team knows my basement flooded too. So <laughs> um, when we were at the learners conference, I was talking to one of the members on our team, and he said, "You know, I'm just a house cat." And I was just like, oh my gosh, that is the same metaphor for me. I'm very ritualistic. And there's just been a lot of planning, uh, prioritization, traveling going on. So mm -hmm. looking forward to just like downtime for the summer, like you're saying, Erin. Yeah. 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 Awesome. House cat time. Yeah. Yes. House cat in the sun. Yes. <laughs> I, um, yeah, my, my Tide Pod, um, I've been uh, over the last couple weeks trying to do a lot better with being like more intentional with my time and being mm -hmm. like, oh, if I could get a couple like focused sprints, you know, throughout the week of like things I need to get done, that'll be great. And I think my own expectations were a little detached from reality. I was like, oh, I could probably get like six, seven, eight like focus blocks where I do like heads down work for half hour to an hour. And I actually tracked it last week and like was really diligent about trying to set time aside and do it. And I think I got like three. And so um, I think the the lesson for me has been it was actually really helpful to like do that to like, what do, what do I think I can get done in like a week? And then actually like hold myself accountable and track it. And then be like, okay, I need to like really recalibrate and, um, and be a little bit more realistic with how I can spend my time. So, uh, I'm going to give myself a, a Tide Pod for my expectations, but I've, yeah. I've learned some stuff. So I think uh, it's like, I don't know the the time optimist is, I think something mm -hmm. you have to really fight against. I, I don't, I don't know a lot of people who, uh, lowball how much they think they can get done particularly productive folks it's like oh, i could definitely do that but um you can i think counterintuitively end up getting a lot more done if you like set your expectations a little bit lower mm -hmm. give yourself some breathing room um i don't know i know i feel that way when i like have an hour of oh i don't have i have an hour like not urgently like staring down the barrel of something i have to get done it's like that's where creativity comes from and yeah. no ideas and yeah, and I think when when you are inflating what you think you can get done, then you're like 
kind of always feeling like you're playing from behind and you're stressed and it's a hard place to do good work. So if you're a little bit more honest of like, I can get these two or three things done, that'll be good. The the joke I think of in my head or the analogy is um, when we, uh, when we had the second kid and we had the, you know, an infant and a toddler, we would really just like tell ourselves on weekends, like we just really like, we can only, we can get one thing done today. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. we will do one thing and that will be like a huge win. And it was like so freeing to just be like, Mm -hmm. we're not going to clean and go to the supermarket and do whatever. It's like one thing and then that's it. And uh, and I think kind of need to do that with work a little bit too. Absolutely. Yeah, so true. Essentialism is one of my favorite books that I actually read on a recurring cadence for that very thing. It's just like simplify, simplify as much as possible. I don't think I've ever rewrite a book in my life. Mm. I have it very rarely. Not yeah, not many. I have few. so many books out there. Yeah. Essentialism. What else is on your reread list, Roberta? Oof. I read The Alchemist every once mm-hmm. in a while. Mm. That's a good one. Um, it's usually books because your perspective changes so much, right? right? right. Um, and I find that I look at things from different perspectives or it's like revisiting like, oh, yeah. I need to incorporate this again. I almost yeah. don't want to because like the only books I would want to reread would be my favorite books. And then I would almost certainly, I, at least I think I would, like them less than when I did <laughs> when I was like younger, more impressionable, mm-hmm. like whatever, oh, could whatever, be. Yeah, yeah. whatever magic alchemy was there at the time. Yeah. Well, no longer, who knows? Maybe you find a new way to love it. Also but. might not be the whole book. It might just be a chapter sure, or two. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird. Movies are very different in that respect. You know what I mean? Of like mm-hmm. when you're a kid and you watch your favorite movie over and over, you like like it more and you like know all mm-hmm. the words and stuff, but you don't mm-hmm. books are different. I always um I feel like musicians have it the best where like everyone just wants to hear you play the hits all the time. So it's like you have a couple awesome songs and then it's probably annoying for them, but then you very just very annoying for them. I you get to think. you get to go play those back all the time and everyone's excited to hear them again. It's like yeah. it's a good gig. If you have a good, you know, catalog of a couple bangers, you're you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Need a couple banger books my repertoire uh what is my tide pod let me let's see i have this written down oh yes the economy economy (laughs) is my tide pod um you know it's uh it's every the economy is cyclical right i do not claim to be a macro economic economist at all by a long shot but it is cyclical and you know, COVID and there was the panic and then there was, you know, the everyone staying home and Zoom and order all your stuff at home and e-commerce and this huge boom. And then, you know, tech boom. And it's like, is it going to burst? Is it going to burst? And no, no, we're good. We're good. Um, so I don't know. I think uh, people are losing their jobs. It's sad. You hate to see it. But hopefully, um, you know, hopefully it's uh, quick and we get to the other side of it sooner than later. But um so i guess the tide pod would be high highs and low lows and you know can we find like some stability um for our our work and our our lives and yeah um, this is a very (laughs) non-serious but i always like doing the like sarcastic tag on to stuff of like in this economy like somebody wants you to do something you're like in this oh yeah it's 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 much funnier to do that when the economy's going well it's like kind of a downer it's like it's much more serious when like right yeah um, so i gotta put that the economy is stupid yeah i gotta put that joke on on the shelf for a little bit yeah yeah how do we get the economy to be a house cat right just chill chill economy (laughs) chill inflation chill unemployment yeah but uh you know i think uh hopefully research uh we we, as we know research is like uh 
long term certainly growing yeah. and very very important um but seeing seeing lots of folks kind of you know figuring out their next steps and wishing y'all luck out there if that's mm-hmm. that's you yeah it is sad to see all the people being affected by yeah. layoffs and everything else well, we were trying to get this done in time because I know we all have hard stops, but now we have like six minutes left. So I don't know. Any any other hot hot things on your mind, folks, this week? This is awkward and silent. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think we need to keep this in. But um, I've been thinking a bit about like working, you know, in meetings versus async. And I think the thing that's tough that gets underappreciated with meetings is like, yes, it takes up time on the calendar and it chunks every day or whatever. It's like, but you know, everyone's going to show up and pay attention to the thing for like well, the 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay attention to some degree. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like, I feel like what's tough about async, if you don't have the right culture processes around it, it's like, I share this doc. Can you look it over by Wednesday? And it's like, most people are going to make time for it and get back to you, but some people don't. Um, you know, I'm guilty of that too. And it's like, mm-hmm. so that's that's the piece of like, when you put the thing on the person's calendar, you're kind of like giving them the to-do, which is like invasive, but also like makes it happen. And so, mm-hmm. and I know um, like Aaron, your team does a good job with Asana and other tools. So there's other ways around it, but um, just, I don't know. I've just been thinking about that, but it I is think it's true like, though. And everyone has different notifications set. This is such a minutia of like digital remote work, but everyone mm-hmm. has different notification settings on how many apps do we use that have a comment function, right? Asana, like all the Google stuff, Figma, Notion, the list goes on and on and on. And then, you know, folks have different settings for how they get notified about stuff they need to comment on. And like, everyone's just supposed to know what everyone's settings are. I don't think so. So for example, (laughs) like take a Google Doc, I only get notified if it's my doc that I created or someone tags me. So every once in a while, I'll find some comment that was clearly meant for me that's like Mm -hmm. on a thread I'm on that I didn't know about like three months later. I'm like, oh, God, I really wish I had seen this three months ago, but I didn't get notified. Yeah, what I actually do for Google Docs particularly, like if I know it's one there's going to be like discussion in that I'm curious Uh about, it's like, oh, it's a goal setting doc. I want to follow this. Is you go up into the little bell or the comment Uh thing, you can change it so you get notified about any comment. Uh-huh. And so if I go into a doc that I know is going to be like that, I'll change uh-huh. it right away because I'm like, okay. I'm going to miss stuff otherwise. Um, That's smart. That's smart. That yeah. is smart. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe it's like what you don't know won't hurt you. So maybe I've just missed out on work I didn't need to be part yeah. of. Yeah. I don't know what I've been trying to do to, to feel more comfortable with like the notification stuff. Is I've just been really making it clear to my manager and my direct reports that here's my cell phone number. Like I make everyone mm-hmm. text me so I know they have it like in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being like, I'm going to... Like, I, I'm going to manage my notifications how I need them. But if you ever need me, just, like, text me. Like, that's fine. Yeah, like, I'll always see a yeah. text. Like, not a big deal. It can be, like, very minor stuff. It doesn't need to be, like, a, you know, fire drill. But that way I can, like, close Slack, close my email, and, like, not freak out for, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I've been embracing the closing out Slack a lot more lately. Yeah. 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 But it is that, like, people need to know what people are doing. So how do you do that at scale? Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, it's been real. I hope everyone has a good rest of the week, and we'll talk to y'all later. We've got this new tool, so we might do, like, audience, live streaming, call-in. I don't know. The world's our oyster. It's going to be dope. So stick with us, and uh, talk to y'all soon. Thanks, Roberta. Thanks, Jh. See ya. Thanks. Bye.